Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hey, what is up, everybody? Welcome to the PHNX Rising Show, brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's number one sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button and subscribe wherever you get your podcast, and also leave a five-star review. My name is Ramon Chavez. Super happy to be here. Alongside me is my partner, Owen Evans. How you doing, sir? You know what? It's been a busy week again, hasn't it? It feels like all of these weeks are busy weeks, and the problem is, is that normally we'd be happy and looking forward to the uh, the mm-hmm. weekend and hopefully a good game of football, but Right now, everything's so negative that uh, <laughs> we don't really have a good game of football to look forward to, do we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're not joking. Yeah, it's going to be a, a great weekend. It's also a, a Fourth of July weekend, so that should be fun as well. But um, I want to thank everybody in the chat right now. Um, <laughs> the one account in particular, uh, Thomas, Reese, Elizabeth, thank you so much for joining us, McVee, uh, Christian over here um yeah thank you so much for joining us on this thursday night we have a great show for you today of course we're going to be talking about saturday's game against orange county that's going to be a home game i feel like we haven't been at wild horse pass in a while right owen it has been it has been a while yeah um possibly feels worse because we want to kind of bleach those last two home games from the memory Mm -hmm. uh but they did indeed happen uh almost fruit uh yeah, it's almost three weeks ago now since we yeah. last saw a home game. And then after this one, it's not going to be until the very end, almost, of uh, of July. We've got another two away games after this one before they come back. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah. yeah if, you, if you can make it this weekend, definitely show up at, uh, at uh, Wild Horse Pass to support the boys. Uh, it's going to be a great time. Um, yeah, we're going to talk about obviously about the game, uh, maybe some predictions, talk about that. There was also a great article on the USL championship website that actually came out talking about Phoenix Rising. So we're going to deep dive into that and take a look at that. Um, and then kind of just finish off with some predictions, talk, talk to you a little bit more about what, what's going on on Saturday as well. And of course, taking a look at what will happen, what will happen this weekend around the USL. All right. So Owen, uh, the title of today's show uh, is is now or never, and the reason you know I went with that title is because again there was an article on the USL Championship website regarding Phoenix Rising. Now, often when you would see Phoenix Rising on the cover of uh, the USL Championship website, it's because they were doing really well, but uh, in this occasion, it's because they're not doing so good. And so, um, if you guys take a quick look at that article, it basically highlights why Rising hasn't been doing well, kind of deep dives into some stats. And also, it, it, it talks about the games in July that are coming up. And we've talked about that 
uh, several times already on the show, Owen. And uh, Nicholas Murray, who was the, the writer of that article, basically breaks down each date, uh, each game that uh, Rising will have during the month of July. So let's take a quick look at that, Owen. And before we talk about or- uh, Orange County, because that's going to be a really important game this month for uh, Phoenix Rising. And of course, they're the defending title holders. They won the championship last year, but they've been actually having a little bit of a championship hangover, if you can put it in that way. So uh, that's the first game that Rising will have on July 2nd. Right after that, Rising will travel to Memphis, which is the current Eastern Conference leader. After that, um, they'll be on national television against uh, Louisville City um, and in Louisville for the USL Summer Showcase. And uh, Louisville right now, Historically, always been great, but also they're second in the East right now. After that, they'll face Sacramento, which is, uh, you know, never, never an easy task uh, these days. After that, Oakland, and then to finish off um, July on July 30th against Colorado um, switchbacks at home. So looking at those games, Owen, you got Orange County, Memphis, Louisville, Sacramento, Oakland, Colorado. So. Basically, in that article, it's summing it up that it's a make or break month for Rising. If they're not able to get any points this this uh, this month, you can kind of kiss playoffs goodbye at that point. So, how do you feel about this? How are you, you know, your thoughts and feelings heading into this month of July? Well, June was the make or break month, and they broke. So it, it kind of stands that to reason then that July again, it you really, really, really need to get those points on because you've got to get back on track. The reason mm-hmm. we said that June was a make or break month is because we saw how terrifying July looked, mm-hmm. and it looks terrifying. Let's be real, right? You've got Colorado, uh, Colorado Springs is one of your home games. Sacramento home games. So outside of Orange County, if two of your three home games are are just bad, mm-hmm. bad news because they're, they're both teams. I mean, Sacramento's already beaten Rising once this season up in Sacramento. Colorado yeah. Springs are just on a different level to what we usually see them as, and they are justifiably right up there battling for top spot in the league. In fact, if I'm not mistaken, they probably are up there, there or thereabouts at the minute anyway. Um, they did lose, admittedly, to Hartford in midweek, so... Mm-hmm. Hey, but still, and then the away games, Louisville, Memphis, they are hard games. Yeah, very hard games. You are traveling away to two of the top teams in the Eastern Conference this season. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so how how are you meant to rack up? How do you get momentum going in these games? This is what June was for when you're playing (laughs) against Loudoun and Vegas. Yeah, that was the time to pick up these points. Yeah, that's how you build momentum. If you'd have won Loudoun, Vegas, and then you come home and play Orange County and you win that game, you got a three-game winning streak. You're building momentum. You're putting the negativity behind you. You're saying, mm-hmm. okay, we're back on track. We can get it going. And maybe then that kind of momentum you've built helps you go away to a Memphis, helps you go away to a Louisville and find a way of grinding out a result, not mm-hmm. necessarily picking up too many points in those two games. They are tough places to play. And I think yeah. we do have to... If it was a normal circumstance, we would forgive the fact that points would be dropped. The problem now is that they can't afford to drop more points. Yeah, exactly. And I believe in the article it says they have a 38% chance right now uh, to make the playoffs. Like, that's who would have thought of that at ah. the beginning of the season? Yeah. They have, uh, I believe they're talking about the payroll as well, uh, the, uh, the value, I mean, of the of the club and the players. So, and they're among the, the, the top of the league. So, for that to happen, that's not. 
<laughs> yeah, as well. Inexcusable. Inexcusable. Exactly. You do not fall off a cliff in the way that this team has this year. You look at where they were last year, where they should mm. be based on the players that they've brought in, and there is not a single excuse for this team being in the position that it is. It is atrocious. Mm. Definitely. Um, now, I don't want to, you know, talk about this for the entire time, but looking at these games, Owen, uh, Orange County, to me, seems kind of like the most, quote unquote, winnable game out of these ones right now. Uh, yeah, like I said, Memphis, Louisville, Sacramento. Now that Sacramento, just a little heads up, that's going to be at least, I believe, four days um, before. Uh, the their game yep. against uh, uh, Sporting Kansas City for the U.S. Open Cup. So I'm assuming Sacramento is just going to rotate their squad for that one. Then you have Oakland. Um, so if you were telling me, if you're asking me which games are you know the most winnable ones for Rising this month, the one this weekend against Orange County, you have the one against uh, Sacramento with the rotated squad, and then Oakland. After that, if you pick up any other points with Memphis, Louisville, and Colorado, I would – take that as a really clear victory, but losing any points with any of those three teams that they can win those games in, it's going to be really hard to bounce back from that in the second half of the season. I mean, this is the thing. We're looking at Orange County right now and saying that's a winnable game, but you know what we were doing two weeks ago? You know what we were doing two weeks ago? We were looking at Loudoun and saying, this is a really winnable game. (laughs) Loudoun United, come on. Orange County ended up winning against Loudoun last mm-hmm. weekend i i just feel as though if the team do not pick up i mean arguably to me it should be three points i think it's win or just frankly pack it in for the season if you can't win this weekend but yeah. at the very least you cannot lose again if you lose again if you end up in a position where you have tied the club record which goes back to 2015 when they were mm-hmm. arizona united and we remember those arizona united days that it's a completely different team. It was just atrocious. It was awful. Mm-hmm. And they were playing in baseball stadiums as well, which didn't help. But this is just, you know, at that point, you might as well just pack it in. Let's be honest, because the yeah. form, the way they're going, the games that they have ahead of them, what are they actually giving people to believe right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, definitely. We'll have sure. some positivity coming soon, I'm sure. We can start talking <laughs> about how they might actually get the result against Orange County. But... Yeah. Hey, let's see. Yeah, definitely. Just to 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 end on a positive light uh note with this, you know, right now rising are only four points from seventh place, so there's still a little bit of time. But again, this is when you not only does rising have to earn points, but now they're gonna have to look at, you know, how's uh how's Vegas doing, how's El Paso doing, you know, like and you don't want to get in that position because it just makes it really tough. So all right, Owen, let's talk about Orange County SC. They're heading into town this weekend. Uh their record is four five and eight they currently have 17 points uh negative four goal difference so that's something that i kind of want to highlight right now just because you know it's basically they're they're two uh uh strikers right now you have cubo torres with uh the former mexican international who's leading that front line um orange county they've lost five out of their six uh last six games uh got that victory against Loudon. they played yesterday against san diego which uh turned into a wrestling match for a little bit of that game from what I saw. So uh, how are you feeling at Orange County? And like I said, this is for me the most winnable game, but how are you feeling about the the players and and just their entire season so far? I feel as though looking at Orange County, yes, they've struggled. There's been some tactical switches around for them. Um, 
You know, they've kind of switched between the back three, the back four. They're not quite sure what they're going with. They haven't had as much success necessarily with it as they'd have Mm -hmm. wanted. You do see a team that is actually quite, you know, as we've spoken last weekend about how players, certain players were the ones scoring goals and and everyone else effectively, effectively wasn't. You've got a similar kind of thing going on in Orange County. It's not quite as immediately you know just one or two players as, as it could be but Milan Oloski has got 10 goals on the season he's clearly well ahead of everybody else Eric mm-hmm. Torres with eight so outside of that no one scored more than three um yeah you know when you look at it that way you'd imagine it's got to be Oloski you've really got to track him and Torres you've really got to track him because it, they are players that will make you pay they do share a lot of it around though if you look at, even at the chances created there's not necessarily a person that stands out above the pack. There's a lot of people, Seth Kasipli, Daniel Pedersen, who are all creating chances right now, even when you look down to like Miko Kaningas. Um, there's a quite a few people there who can create chances. They have had times of this season where they've just gotten frustrated and kind of reverted at times to that long ball kind of system that mm-hmm. we saw last season from them. The difference now is that they're the long ball is out of frustration more than anything. And that's why they've been struggling a little bit. Yeah. Um, but there are more elements to do as well. I mean, one thing that we've seen that might be a bit of a cause for concern from rising, we've seen how badly rising has coped with having to go out wide and play it in from the wings. We've seen that the crossing hasn't been there. They've struggled in that sense. That's kind of how orange County are. They're not a team that are going to really rush up and press you. So in one way, that's good. Because you're not going to possibly see those same kind of turnovers that we've we've seen Rising struggle with, where they turn mm-hmm. the ball over and very quickly it's created a chance. But it is bad in the sense that they're a kind of a team that force you out wide. They mm-hmm. take over a lot of that space in the middle, and they're going to force you to go out wide. And if Rising can't cross the ball effectively, they're really going to struggle in this game. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. And that's and we've seen that the entire season when they. When it comes to crossing and playing with, with the striker that's in the middle, it's it's been really tough for the wings to connect with whoever's in the middle. Is it Greg Hurst? Is it Antwi or Repetto? You know, uh, uh, Shant has rotated a lot of those strikers, and and it really comes down to Epps and and Santi Moore, and even Babu if he's able to to, to get into um, that that part of the field to make sure he connects with the strikers. Um, as far as the Orange County and their their players, they did have a new signing this. Uh, just announced today, I believe, uh, Dylan Powers is returning from Ireland. He did play in that championship team last year. Is it uh, with Orange County? I feel like a lot of their best players, like they've kind of become this club that kind of grow players and then they they get what they want from them, whether it's a championship run or just a, a few games, and then they kind of just ship them off. And so how do, how do you feel about that? Is it uh, is this is that a big reason of why they're having the, the 2022 season that they're having? Kind of, but not entirely. Um, there's obviously different elements that go into it. You know, Kobe Henry obviously went for big money over to France. Uh, you also saw Ronaldo Damas departing, and he was a, a real threat, especially on some of those long balls. I wonder if that's kind of impacted them slightly. He's mm-hmm. a player who was definitely dangerous a lot of times. He's a player who did actually get my vote for a final MVP and did yeah. win the MVP award for the final. Arguably, people will say I should have given it to Patrick Rukowski, uh, who's found himself benched later, lately in this season. Um, we can touch on the goalkeeper situation there later. But 
I don't think that you can necessarily point to it as really the only thing going wrong there. Um, I think that it's also something that realistically clubs at this level have to strongly consider, which is how do you generate money, especially when you are a team like Orange County that I wouldn't argue necessarily smaller market, but they're kind of awkwardly competing, aren't they? Because they're on the fringes of LA. You've got yeah. the lights of LA not exactly far away. And they've, you've got two big teams there in terms of LA Galaxy, who historically have been a huge MLS team, and, and LAFC, who have, have really grown into you know, something that can compete with Galaxy in recent years. Yeah. Um, and, and when they're in that awkward kind of a situation with that, it's... Hey, it's a way for them to help generate revenue that they really need to be able to compete with some of the bigger mm -hmm. clubs in this league. They're never going to draw the kind of big attendances that you see other clubs getting when they're eight, nine, ten thousand. That's just never going to be them. So it's a really wise way to try and match some of that revenue without having to, you know, effectively just up and move yourself somewhere where people will come to your games. Yeah, no, and, and it makes sense, honestly, because as, as far as USL, I'm pretty sure they're set on just staying in, in the league. They're not looking to move up. Like you're saying, there's already two other competing clubs in the, in the same market, so they're probably, you know, no use in doing that. So, uh, yeah, no, interesting, interesting club over there. Um, let's move on. Um, actually, well, uh, I was just reading this. That you, you, go ahead. I was going to say, should we touch on the goalkeeper issue? Because I didn't yeah, yeah, bring it up cool. then. We didn't. So Patrick Rakowski obviously was really a bit of a hero for them at the end of last season, particularly with some of the saves he made in that final with penalty stops because, of course, they had a couple of shootouts on the way there to the final last year. He actually started the season off and in these past two games has dropped down to the bench. Mm -hmm. He's been dropped. So he is no longer the uh, starting goalkeeper for them at the moment. Instead, it's Colin Shuttler. Now, Shuttler was interesting, what I saw out of him yesterday. You saw a goalkeeper who might be able to get to the ball, but I tell you what, he can't hold that ball. And so if you're yeah. a striker for rising, you've really got to be ready to pounce because expect those balls to be spilled. In fact, that's exactly how one of those goals came about yesterday. Mm -hmm. San Diego's opening goal came about because despite the ball being shot straight at him, he couldn't hold it. And they just kind of yeah. trickle past him. And so they go up and, and tap it in on, on, the on the goal line. Mm -hmm. But, you know, seeing that really makes you question, well, do you bring Rakovsky back in? Because... That was amateurish. I'm sorry. That was, yeah. and it was multiple times in the same game as well. It was bad. You think it was like first game nervousness? You know, he was. He hasn't it's played. Second game he played against Loudon. Yeah, that's true. So, I mean, but San Diego is a little know. bit different. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. So, so Rising's got to you know rip those shots and especially be ready for those rebounds exactly. as well. For a team that takes a lot of shots, they've just got to be prepared for the fact that one or two of them are going to get spilled back out. Be ready to poke them in. Because if he is playing, he will probably give you those opportunities. And on the current form the team is on, you'd better take them. For sure, for sure. Uh, before we're done talking about Orange County, Owen, um, I was able to see that uh, Ivan Gutierrez was able to secure a contract after the 25-day uh, trial, I would say, a mini contract. Uh, what, what's going on with that? Yeah, so he appears to have impressed there. Um, he did come out, he played... Yesterday, came on off the bench. Uh, I believe he got an assist on the weekend against Loudon as well. Mm. So clearly they've seen something in him that was not seen here. Um, and 
it's back kind of home for him almost. He, he's from, yeah. I think he's from Riverside, isn't he? He came up for the Galaxy Academy. That's why he played mm-hmm. for Los Dos um, before he came to Rising. So he's back over to Southern California and good luck to him, but not this weekend. <laughs> of yeah. course, that reminds me there is another player suspended as well. Um, since you mentioned was this with it, the, with the wrestling match. <laughs> oh yes, it was with the wrestling match, and it was Ahmed Longmire who is on loan from Nashville. Um, going to a bit of a wrestling match with Isaac Vassell, and uh, I was I was watching the highlights. Saw... It was just weird, like like. I, it felt a little bit. It felt a little bit almost like a, an ice hockey fight, didn't it? Where they kind of both <laughs> grabbed each other. There were a yeah. couple of swings, and then they just end up on the floor. I mean, typically with soccer, like you say a few words, you kind of like put your your face next to the guys, and that's it. But these guys were like grappling. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you nobody see a push. You don't see them grab. They push. Yeah, yeah. That was that was something. Or like a headbutt or something. But hey, who knows? <laughs> yeah. No, that was odd. It just came out of nowhere too. I don't know what. You know, uh, even the commentators were saying, I didn't, we didn't think we saw anything that bad as far as a foul or anything. So maybe something was said or they have some history or something. But that was uh, that was pretty crazy. Um, speaking of 25-day contracts, uh, Lamin Janay, um, do you expect them to see the field this week? You, have you heard anything about him? So I asked this to Rick uh, yesterday. Not yesterday, sorry, Tuesday. Um, the way he put it was it usually takes around about a week for an ITC to pass. Mm. Um, so for the international transfer clearance to be given. Um, he The seven days would be today. So it's plausible that he could be available. It's plausible mm-hmm. that he's not. But it's running it close is all I'll say. He's running it very, very close. So... If that does clear, do did you get the feeling from his answer that he maybe wants to see him on the field, maybe on the bench, just to get him some feels out, out in the game? I, I tell you what, I can tell you the chat isn't too enamored by him. We've got Thomas here saying, just let it, gonna let his 25 days count down and send him back. I, I just, you have I don't a chance, know Thomas. Come on, I really don't know what we're gonna see. Um, yeah, because 25 no, days not- is not long. There's some really yeah. tough op- opponents in that time spell. Mm-hmm. Um, and when it really comes down to it, if some of these games are close in the nicest possible way, it's going into a one-all game late mm-hmm. saying, uh, do you really want to just throw another guy on? Or yeah. if you're up by one goal, do you want to take the risk of just chucking an unproven guy on? Mm-hmm. This is, yeah. this is the point now where points are getting so critical for rising that you just have to think, it's got. I mean, another thing that Rick said. He said he was about pace. He was really, really pacey in the final third. Um, something else. Teresa's point of does the twenty-five begin when it's when he's signed or when he's cleared? That I can't answer. I don't know the answer to you there. Um, I, I just, I'm really uncertain at a point where points are so scarce and so vital going forward, how much room, outside of being several goals up or down against mm-hmm. the team, you really have to um, to actually experiment and to put people, different people out there and to, to give them a go, because you don't have really the opportunity to gamble now, do you? You need yeah. the points in the bank. 
Yeah, and I don't think he's the answer for you know all the prayers from rising fans and then the club. It, it's it's this guy that's been that comes from the Dominican Republic. You know, not not to the spares that league or whatsoever, but it's a big change. You know, and and you throw him against Orange County, and if he's able to get cleared, you know, then the the following week against Memphis, it's. It's a tall task, man, and you're asking a lot from this guy to come in, especially if it's a tight game like you're saying or, you know, if a, it's a 0-0 game, you give him 10 minutes at the end of the game, you expect him to do something. I don't, that's a lot of pressure, man. I, don't, I wouldn't put it entirely on him uh, to do that. So hopefully, you know, Rising is able to get off to a good start this weekend. If he's cleared, get some minutes under his belt because it's only going to get tougher from there for, for him and, and the competition. And I said it last week, and I stand by it now. If he makes, if he comes on, if he's brought on for the last 10 minutes and he makes a critical error, I just don't think that the fans will kind of forgive at that point. That will just be the impression. No one, effectively nobody outside of Rick, it appears, is actually convinced of this signing. No one is. There should be some drafting guard on this. So if no one's convinced, the minute you give them a reason to say, oh, yeah, no, this guy is just bad, as we mm-hmm. expected, then that's what's going uh, to... I, I don't know. We'll we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, before we wrap up the segment, Owen, any uh, updates uh, in regards to injuries or players or anything like that? Are we going to see Seijas? Is that... I saw him at the D-backs game yesterday, so he, he looks okay. Everything was very vague on Tuesday. Um, mm-hmm. The talk was there were a lot of people who were maybe close, but it was going to mm-hmm. be hit and miss. It was going to be, you know, today maybe they worked out if they were going to be fit or not. And so yeah. for obvious reasons, they like to keep those things close to the chest. They want to make sure that Orange County won't find out <laughs> who's going to be available. They really quite closely guard things like that. So yeah, at the end of the day, who knows at this point? It would be nice to see Luis Sejas back, but really nice. we don't know yeah. at this stage. Yeah, I just feel bad. You know, I see it like I follow him on Instagram and I see what he's doing. I'm like, come on, man. Like, we, we need you back. You know, <laughs> like, what's, what's going on with that? So we'll see. Hopefully he's able to get to, to see the, the field this weekend. So we'll see. All right, Owen, I appreciate all that. Uh, let's take a quick break and talk about our friends at OGs. If you guys haven't. Uh, already make sure to check out their products online you guys can go to ogsbrands.com and purchase your very own ogs uh they actually just launched their first ever limited additional seasonal flavor pina colada it's a perfect pineapple and creepy uh creamy coconut blend uh and again you guys can check out ogs online at ogsbrands.com and also on their instagram at OG's brands. Uh, you can also find their products in at your local dispensary and you must be 21 years or older to purchase. Yeah, I'm gonna need to to go get some. If you go out, you take yourself a nice amount of OGs before the mm-hmm. game, then it perfectly sets you in the right frame of mind to turn around the day after and go, I thought that performance was actually pretty good. <laughs> I Yeah, no, I don't know. I don't think even OGs <laughs> can help with that. But, you know, if you guys want to try it, definitely OGsbrands.com. You know, you guys can check it out. Let me know what happens. So, all right, y'all. Um, yeah, Ooh, uh, can I hop in with Bonnie's question here? Let's just take that. What's the word on Arturo Rodriguez? So, but the looks of things they've had it's promising progress. Um, it looks as though he's starting to maybe be able to put weight on that foot. Uh, up until now, obviously, it's been in a boot. Putting weight on that foot would be a great start, but he's still a little way out. So, 
it's got to be patient on that one. Um, it's again, yeah. when you're out for six to eight weeks with an injury and it's a foot injury. That's mm -hmm. it's rough. You got to take it slow and steady and, and make sure that he's back fighting fit because at the end of the day, Rising can't afford to have him out for a longer spell further down the line. Yeah, no, and that's what I was gonna say. If if he's injured and he feels like he can go, no, like you you hold him off until he's 150 percent ready because that's one guy that you do not want getting injured again because uh, it gets pretty thin in the midfield if he's not there. So um, definitely gonna uh, make sure he he has a speedy recovery and a safe recovery. Um, all right, Owen, let's talk some USL Championship action. Uh, action starting this Friday. Uh, some good games coming up on Friday. We got the Baby Bulls hosting Pittsburgh. Colorado uh, hosting Sacramento, which is going to be uh, a great game. And then LA Galaxy 2 hosting Oakland Roots. So um, any uh, predictions on these games? Any odds? I don't know if you have the DraftKings uh, app. Oh, we could do. We can get to that. Let's get to the odds later. But for now, uh, let's just look at those games specifically. I think that switchback Sacramento is going to be a really interesting game for me. The other two, not quite so much. Even though Galaxy 2 against Oakland Roots is one that's, you know, we don't want it to be consequential for Rising, but right now, looking at yeah. where they are in the table, it's a consequential game for Rising. So these are yep. going to be big games tomorrow. But Colorado Springs against Sacramento is really a kind of a test of ambition in some way. Sacramento started to pick it up. They've got to show they can get it done against a Colorado Springs side that is honestly limping a little bit at the moment. They lost to Hartford on Tuesday. They lost to San Antonio last mm -hmm. Friday. They need to find their way back into this Colorado Springs. Um, they, you know, not again, they're not really at the peak of their form and, and they started the season off so well. Can they keep it going now or are they going to start to fade away? Um, mm -hmm. Again, really interesting storyline there. And I think that just from a football fan perspective, I want to see that. You always want to see games between top teams in the league. Galaxy 2 against Oakland Roots, though, of course, is the one that matters more. Unfortunately, yeah. from a Phoenix Rising perspective, as you look at two teams just outside the playoffs. And just to be clear, as if anyone's not quite sure of what could happen on Saturday or not, Rising can't drop to 12th. They also can't make it back into the playoffs on Saturday. They're currently four points behind seventh spot, so... But those yeah. two teams, Oakland and Galaxy 2, are both on 24 points. So they are both uh, three points ahead of Phoenix Rising. Arguably, from, from a Rising perspective, you want to be greedy. You want to see both teams drop points in that game. So you're probably rooting for a draw mm -hmm. simply because, you know, that's two points dropped for each of those sides rather than one of them being on 27 points. And starting to creep that bit further up the table. You know, 25 points, you're only four points ahead of rising. You yeah. don't want one of them to really start getting on a run and pulling away. But yeah, because even, even if rising loses, Galaxy it's... hold the tiebreaker, to be clear, over Phoenix Rising and yeah. will for the entire season because of the head to head. Um, Oakland, it's more complicated. The two sides haven't yet faced each other. Mm -hmm. um, we'll discover who has the tiebreaker later on in the season. But yeah, it's, no, it's, it's it's definitely. It's, I would say, I mean, if you're a rising fan, definitely this is the game to keep keep your eyes on. Um, again, just because they're they're a little a little bit ahead of of rising, and if either of those teams starts to pull away, whether it's four, five, six, seven points, it's gonna be pretty tough for rising to catch, especially if they keep losing points and losing matches. So definitely 
uh, something to look at. Yeah, Colorado, it's I feel like at this point at the in the season, this is where you kind of start seeing what teams are made of and maybe some rotations just because you kind of get into those summer days and you're kind of just making sure that everyone's OK injury wise and that they're, you know, not not hitting at all cylinders right away. You know, you kind of want, want to save that till the playoffs. So I don't think Colorado's too, too crazy uh, or too worried, I mean, about worry uh, of losing points right now, especially at, where they're at in the standings. But, yeah, they they uh, they want to make sure that they're not dropping too many points. So definitely for that um, this weekend, uh, my my uh, USL game of the week, I think it's Tampa Bay versus Memphis. That's that's going to be something in the Eastern Conference. Absolutely. And it's, it, of course, is important for Rising looking ahead. You've got a future opponent in there. They're on the road in St. Petersburg. But yes, two big teams. Memphis, not usually, not historically, but this season they are. Tampa Bay, of course, have made two uh, USL finals in a row. So that game, an interesting one. One of the ones I'd pick out, and it's, it's an interesting one to me at least, is Vegas are hosting Detroit City. Now, mm. Vegas, of course, is known for being a mess. Detroit is known for its atmosphere. I'm just intrigued how those Detroit players, they might think they play in a really, really uh, aggressive, fantastic atmosphere at home. I'm intrigued how they adapt to what is going to be a bizarre atmosphere in Vegas. Yeah. Now, I hear that Vegas are doing a halftime hot dog eating contest to celebrate the 4th of July. Or maybe not half time, but they're doing a hot dog eating contest. It's I mean, it's, it's not a water, at least it's not a it's not a, a water balloon fight. Water yeah. Balloon fight. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um who's in charge of this stuff? Yeah. Who's <laughs> in charge of this stuff? I tell you what, it's my good guy, Brett Lashbrook, who uh thankfully has nothing to do with uh, the MLS <laughs> bit there by the looks. Um not a shock. Then of course, before we, we really get back in, there's one more game as well that's coming not on, because they're playing Friday, Monday. It's a really weird one here. Colorado mm. Springs are playing San Diego on Monday night. That's a big game as well. We can yeah, say that, Monday's part of the weekend, right? It's kind of a weird... Is it a like, week or, that's why I included it in mind. It doesn't but, yeah. count as a midweek game to me. Midweek is like Tuesday. When, Monday games are normally ones from the weekend that have been moved. Yeah. But this is weird because it's Friday, Monday. Mm. Yeah, Who should knows? be interesting. <laughs> should be an interesting game, that game taking place in Colorado Springs. So, yeah. Um, I tell well, you well, what. I don't got the, all those COVID, you know, situations earlier this season, right? So they're probably making they did. games right now. So it's probably catching they did. So there's a lot of jiggling around with the fixture list now to try and make up for some of those. Mm. Now, would you like uh, the interesting news about saturday's game for phoenix rising uh man i'm, I'm just scared when someone says something like that nowadays so, <laughs> be it. okay so, what's, what's going on the referee for saturday's match is mm -hmm. michael radchuk that's already been released by pro radchuk has taken charge of a fair number of rising games over the years and they have been three wins two draws and one two three four five losses in those games oh, however no. he has specifically taken charge of this particular matchup between orange county and phoenix rising or inclusive there of arizona united and the orange county blues mm -hmm. he has taken charge of this matchup one two three four times the total results over those, one draw, and Rising has lost the other three games. So, 
as recently as 2020, by the way, uh, those numbers there. Uh, Rising had him twice last season, Vegas home, Tacoma away, won both of those games last season. But mm. yes, Rising's record with Michael Radchuk is not the best. I was just going to say, this sounds like a Scott Foster uh, CP3 situation with the Suns, uh, as Michael was saying here. Uh, I will say, though, I will say, in, <laughs> in, in defense on this one, which is saying it's not as bad as it should, it looks, mm-hmm. all but two of those games were all away from home for Rising. Mm. And the two games that were in Arizona, Rising actually won both of those by quite convincing score lines. Oh, wow. So, okay. So, yeah, just some. Interesting Little, stats for you there. I thought, yeah, I don't like those stats. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't vote well for rising, so we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens on Saturday. I mean, if the ref is determining the, the route of the game, that's not a good sign for your team, you know, if you're relying on him, whether it's good or bad. So it's they gotta take care of business at home. We'll see. We'll see what happens. All right, Owen, uh, let's take a quick break and talk about our friends at DraftKings. If you guys I've been on Twitter or been checking out the news in regards to free agency with NBA. Uh, uh, take a break like me, because I've been really stressed, especially with the Kevin Durant stuff to Suns uh, today coming out. There are actually a lot of odds going on uh, if he's coming to Phoenix or not or any of the other teams. So if you guys are looking to make some money, uh, definitely put your bets on DraftKings, especially uh, to see if, uh, you know, if Kevin Durant comes to, to the Suns. So, uh, but this weekend, besides NBA free agency, UFC 276 is also taking place. And you guys can make some money with DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of US, uh, UFC. Uh, you guys can download the DraftKings Sports Sportsbook app now. Use promo code PHNX. Bet $5 on any UFC 276 fighter to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's code PHNX this Saturday at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of UFC. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Yeah, Owen, that that Kevin Durant has been stressing me out, man. Like, right <laughs> I mean, now, he's a, heavy, he's a heavy favorite at the moment, uh, according to DraftKings, mm-hmm. to come here to Phoenix. Uh, <laughs> Phoenix at the moment, minus 200 for him to... Uh, Play his next. You can't even make that much money anymore. But who's the who's the yeah. second one? Uh, Brooklyn Nets. He'd stay there. Same. Uh, okay. uh, plus seven hundred. Yeah. No. Shout but out see, to, there's uh, the difference between those odds right there. Yeah, that's that's big difference. And it's gone down because early in the day it was like plus two hundred or something like that for Sun. So make sure to lock in those bets early if you're looking to make some money off of this. But um, I do want to shout out the PHNX Suns uh, coverage of this, uh, the free agency that they've been doing amazing. They did a show over there at the uh, that Four Peaks, and they, they did a show today. I think they're going to have a show right now at 7 as well, talking about NBA free agency. So uh, super busy time in the NBA. Never never a dull week in the NBA and USL Championship. So, <laughs> Speaking of USL Championship, again, now we did mention the game. Should we quickly run through those odds? Let's go for it. So, Red Bulls 2 against Pittsburgh. No one is surprised. Pittsburgh are the heavy favorites in that game. I don't Minus know about that one. I don't know about that one. Pittsburgh you want to go with the baby bulls. bulls? You're taking the baby bulls. I wouldn't take them, but, man, that one's... I wouldn't go for Pittsburgh either, the way they're they're playing. So, what what are you thinking, then? A draw, no bet on the baby bulls? Ah, oh, man. Because it's not as risky, then. You're just saying you don't think... Honestly, I do. Win. Honestly, at this point, I would just do Pittsburgh, but... If it was a mid-week team, I'd go with Red Bulls. But since it's a weekend one. 
Yeah, that's true. That's true. Now, how do we feel about Colorado Springs against Sacramento? Colorado Springs, the favorite in that game, plus 105. Sacramento at plus 225. I'd take, I'd take Sacramento on that one. They're playing, they're playing again on Monday, so no, they're going to have to rotate their squad. Okay, and then Galaxy 2 against Oakland Roots. Galaxy 2 plus 170. Oakland Roots at plus 120. I don't bet on Galaxy anymore. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> I don't know what happens with that squad. Um, um, but uh, Galaxy Two, a quick shout out to Johnny Perez from their squad. There, he was uh, playing for Mexico in, in the under twenty uh, Concacaf Championships, where Mexico got knocked out by Guatemala. But he was the best player for Mexico yesterday. So, just a little quick shout out to him. But yeah, I'm you not, know what? We're gonna put you on the spot here. I want to know your pick. Give me one of these games. I want to have a correct score line. Oh no. One um, of these three games tomorrow. I'll take Sacramento 3-1 against Colorado. I think He's they taking Sacramento to win 3-1. Watch, watch and it explode in my face. For those for that scoreline, you can get odds of plus three thousand. Put five bucks on it. I don't know. <laughs> so there you go. There's the uh the bet of the day. What's 2 1? What's 2 1? Because I feel like 3 1 is a little bit crazy. 2 1 is plus 1100. Okay, that's not too bad. Yeah. It's still I think not Sacramento bad. One. Can pull that. Yeah. We'll see. Um, there we go. Those are uh, Ramon's bets of the day. Go for one of those two score lines and then make sure to tweet at him when you lose money. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Let me know and that way I'll just like it and keep moving on. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see interesting games. There's no odds for the Saturday games, right? Yeah, so. not as of yet. They will come on tomorrow. Okay, for sure, for sure. Uh, yeah, Elizabeth says the PHNX uh, underscore Mercury um, also have a pod coming up as well. That's right, that's right. Mercury's been playing really well lately. I always try to check out. I haven't gone to a game yet. They've, so. they've picked it up after some real early struggles. Yeah, yeah. Skylar Diggins, she made the uh, uh, the All Star game, so picking up. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, definitely check them out if, if you're a fan of the Mercury. Um, fan of basketball overall. Uh, all right, Owen. So, um, yeah, that kind of wraps it up for today with us. Kind of a short pod after us, <laughs> Tuesday's pod where we got really, really animated there. But, uh, yeah, any any other stuff you want to talk about today? It's time to get it back on track. No more excuses. Mm-hmm. No more waiting. No more. We'll fix it next week. No. The game's coming up. It's very simple. Realistically, you have to win this game. All there is just writing off the season. Um, I think mm-hmm. is that that's seriously now. You just look at the games coming up. I don't think they get this back on track if, until probably August if they can't get a win tomorrow. Um, I'm not convinced even we will win tomorrow. They'll get it back on track. But yeah, Bonnie, it's, uh, Bonnie's asking for your predictions, Owen. Yeah, um, predictions are it's going to be a. <laughs> An annoying, plausibly very dull game. Oh man! Um, but whether they grind out a result or not, who knows? Who knows? What's the weather going to be? Is it like 110 or something? <laughs> Probably. Let's have a look. Like 106. With here. PHNX. Um, what do we have here? So I can give you the forecast for Tempe at least. Uh, so on Friday, on Saturday, sorry, we're going to have a high of 106. Nah, yeah. So it'll good. be a few degrees lower than that, you'd imagine. Um, mm-hmm. My game time. By the time it comes around. We get a little bit yeah. of a breeze. Uh, so, yeah. 
Yeah, look at that spam spam bot. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what what they're doing here. Yeah, we start getting spam bots in the chat now. Apparently, we're a massive. Um, Drop a super chat or something. You know, if we're gonna be here. So, uh, <laughs> if you're gonna advertise, if you're gonna advertise like scams in our in our live chat, can you at least? Please drop us a super chat. Pay for that space, you know, yeah. advertising space. Yeah. Pay it's, not for free, it. it's not free real estate. Yeah, you got to pay for it. <laughs> All right, y'all. That wraps it up for us uh, for this uh, for this Thursday. Uh, next week, just a little heads up. We're going to have a, a great kind of segment. We're going to be doing giving out our mid-season grades next week. So um, in that's regards to the players coaching staff of the team overall so be on the lookout for that and also uh next week owen we might have a little bit of a schedule change but we'll keep you updated on that we might i'm hearing that our uh you know the flights out of phoenix to memphis might be at weird times and it might <laughs> interfere with it lands after midnight okay into <laughs> memphis oh my god yeah, yeah. Hey, you know, if you if you have time, uh, uh, that's where uh, with the new Elvis movie coming out, that's where uh, his place is, right? Near Memphis. Yeah, Gra- Graceland. Graceland. There you go. I was looking for the yeah. name. Yeah, yeah. If you have time, check it out. Um, Elizabeth, if they left the super chat, would you read the comment? Nah, I mean, I'd probably I'd probably have to, but probably not what they have put already on there. So, <laughs> uh, shout out to Michael there with F's in the chat. <laughs> Uh, yeah, shout out to everybody here today. Thank you so much for joining us. We will be back on uh, Saturday night for the PHNX post game show. Hopefully, with some with some great news, some great a great result from uh, the rising. I'm hoping. I'm not ready for another Songbird Saturdays. Uh, <laughs> after the last one, there we go. There. there we go. We got a name for them. We're just gonna call them Somber Saturdays from here on no, out until the end of no, the season. Don't brand it. Don't give it. Hello, the name. welcome to Somber Saturdays <laughs> with PHNX <laughs> Rising. Oh my God, no, let's not do that. Um, yeah, and if you guys haven't yet, make sure to follow us on our Twitter account at PHNX underscore underscore Rising. Double the underscores and double the somber Saturdays at the moment. Let's be honest. Uh, I hate you so much right now. Uh, we're at uh, 618 <laughs> followers. Get us at uh, 650. I'll be giving out this scarf right over here uh, for one of the one of our followers. All right, y'all. Uh, have a great night. Thank you again for watching us, and we will see you on Saturday. Until then, be well and stay safe. Take care.